Welcome to the Views from the Sidelines podcast. I'm your host, Austin Bagshaw. I'm an online fitness and nutrition coach. My goal with this podcast is to educate as many people as possible on what to really focus on when it comes to the health and fitness industry. I believe that what you see and what you hear every day is the foundation of your reality. And with that being said, let's get started. Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to the Views from the Sidelines podcast. It's your boy Austin here. And today I'm going to talk about something that a lot of people neglect. And it's the question that you should ask yourself before you try to lose weight, lose fat, really see the scale start dropping. Are you actually in a good spot to lose weight? Now, when discussing what state of health you are before you start to say, hey, I want to lose weight, you need to look at a lot of factors, okay? First, you need to look at your past history of dieting and how you view food how you what is your relationship with food so if for instance so many people would do something like a a fad diet or something like keto in the past and then they lost 10 pounds but over the next period of eight months they gained it all back Um, and there can be so much build-up resentment towards dieting when you don't understand and you don't eat with intention if you're someone who eats when they're bored if you eat because you're just think you should eat without any purpose behind it that's not good like you should really start focusing on why you're eating why you should be fueling your body with those carbohydrates why you should be increasing your protein intake after a workout this is really important stuff guys and so many people who don't understand this stuff really yo-yo diet very very often and when that with that being said we always have to talk about the discouragement factor of you of dieting if something worked and then you tried it again and it didn't work, you shouldn't feel discouraged. You should just change the, your strategy. You should change your workout habits. You should change your daily habits and change your eating habits because when you go into a diet and you decrease calories for a long period of time, you obviously create a new maintenance. So then your body is not going to respond as it did eight months ago when you were overeating and then you dropped calories. So when you're under eating over a long period of time, you have to actually start increasing your caloric level. Your daily calories need to go up. And what that'll do, that'll allow your body to get into a, to get out of the hoarding state. The hoarding state is something I refer, I use with my clients a, a lot often. And I can, and I compare your metabolism to a hoarder. When you see a hoarder and you ask them why they have a basketball in the back of their car, when they haven't played basketball in two years, they still might say, hey, I might need that, so I'm going to keep that in there. Our body and our metabolism does that when we give it, when we don't give it enough nutrients and enough calories every day. So you have to understand that in order to change, in order to increase or to see results with your body recomposition, you need to increase your calories. You need to give your body more fuel, more nutrients, more calories, so it can then take that energy and do what you want it to do, as in lose fat, as in breaking down the uh, stored fat in your body and actually rearranging where you store fat, as in increasing your muscle mass and making you feel stronger, making your clothes fit better. This is the stuff that really, really matters, guys. And in order to do that, you have to think about instead of, hey, I'm going through my second diet and I'm going to lose a bunch of weight, you actually should step back and say, hey, I think I should reverse diet. And what is a reverse diet? A reverse diet is what I've just talked about, increasing your calories and increasing your caloric maintenance that allows you to increase 
how much your calories you burn a day so then you can actually enjoy and eat with intuition rather than eating with emotion so when you eat with intuition and eating a higher caloric state every single day your body will start absorbing more nutrients it'll actually start burning the calories that you have in there it'll utilize and speed up your metabolism and allow you to actually feel a lot better it'll increase your energy levels it'll decrease your cortisol levels because you have way more in your rainy day fund when it comes to energy so understanding energy balance and understanding stress is so crucial and doing all of this weight loss stuff, guys. And a reverse diet is something I'd never recommend someone do by themselves. It's very, very hard on the psychological part of dieting and understanding that, hey, mainstream media and my whole life I've been told if I wanna lose weight, I need to eat less calories and move my body more. When in reality, if you don't look at the what's going on hormonally, if you don't look at your stress level, your sleep level, you have to understand that it actually might be you need to eat more limit your stress and actually work out three to four times a week and make it efficient rather than six or seven times a week and just doing a 30-minute hell session of hit cardio or running five miles or cycling 10 miles. This is just something to think about, but it works. When I work with clients, I always, I always ask them how they're, how, they're, how they're sleeping and what their stress level is like because if someone is super stressed out, I'm never going to push six to seven workouts a week on them. I'm going to drop that down so they can get comfortable and actually manage their stress, get better sleep, and feel better about it, the day-by-day movements and the day-by-day habits that, they're, that I'm creating for them. And this is just a really big, awkward phase when it comes to changing your body. If you want to change, growth is on the other side of uncomfortableness. It's it's that awkward phase that people don't talk about. It's the feeling of two to three weeks of increasing your protein intake and feeling bloated all the time. It's that feeling that, oh my gosh, this diet of, of whole foods is making me so full. I can't even eat anything. It's a big reason why people start actually so getting so focused on eating healthy foods, fruits and vegetables, um, no uh or chicken and rice, it's it's full. The satiety index is very high on those foods. So if you're expecting to only eat healthy foods to lose weight, that's not how that actually works. You need to look at what's how much calories are in it. And during that awkward phase of recomping or body recomposition and increasing your caloric level and getting that maintenance up, don't be afraid to eat unhealthy foods. Like don't be afraid to eat a Pop Tart every now and then. Don't be afraid to go through that awkward phase of eating some unhealthy foods. If you live by the 80-20 rule and hit your goals of your uh, fruits and vegetables, hit your goals of your daily uh, protein intake a day, and it's okay to have that extra 300 calories at the end of the day of something unhealthy. And if you can focus it on a higher protein, higher carb, low fat diet, it will help during this awkward phase of transitioning out of a under eating state. So understanding total daily energy expenditure, understanding that the more you move your body, the more you exercise, the more daily movement you put on your body, your metabolism will shift to actually utilizing more of the nutrients you're putting in there. So what does that mean? That means the more you eat and the more you understand total daily energy expenditure, the more you understand your metabolism, the more you will lose weight. But you have to get through an awkward stage. You have to get through that body recomp to where you actually put on a couple pounds. So if you're at 130 and you now are like, man, I can't see weight loss, 
now don't be afraid to go up to or like to push calories and get up to like 135 138 because if you're doing strength training if you're actually increasing your daily movement and burning calories and actually pushing putting some stress on your muscles that weight is not going to be all fat guys that is not going to be all fat you're going to get stronger you're going to increase muscle you're going to put your body in this Honestly, caloric surplus, even though if it's 17, 1800 calories, that is a surplus because your body's new maintenance is that 1300 state. Okay. So understanding that it takes time to change and it takes time. But if you're stuck in a plateau, if you're stuck in this same routine of getting to a number and then not seeing any results, you have to increase calories. And honestly, in a lot of ways, you have to decrease movement. If you're someone who gets 12 to 18,000 steps a day, if you're someone who's always on their feet and then hitting um, a hit car- a hit cardio workout or running five miles a day, you are moving way too much for the amount of nutrients you're putting into your body. So actually decreasing, decreasing your movement and increasing calories, but getting more efficient with your workouts creating a strength training based program where you're pushing your body in ways that tire you out rather than pushing your your body in a way for the endurance factor of running five miles or cycling for 10 miles or just being on your feet getting 16,000 steps a day you have to understand guys that in order to increase your or in order to reverse your diet you have to increase your calories you have to give your body more nutrients more of that rainy day fund because if you if it doesn't have a rainy day fund it's going to start hoarding things okay it's going to start hoarding it's going to start hoarding the the stored fat it's not going to be willing to let it go so once you increase those calories and get to a state to where you actually start to see solid weight gain that's when you would drop down and and that usually takes a month two months sometimes three months it just depends on how much how your body is responding to the higher calories for some people the weight will go up more for some people the weight will honestly stay fluctuate three to four or four pounds um but it just depends it's we are uh we're we're all genetically different when it comes to where we store fat how quickly we burn fat what our metabolism is some people you might see work out for two weeks and they look 10 pounds less some uh, other people can work out for three months and see one pound difference it is different but it all comes down to how many calories are you eating? What is your daily total daily energy expenditure? So the amount of calories you're burning a day and how, what efficiency level is your workouts? So changing up your workout routine, changing up the, the amount of calories you're eating a day and focusing on a higher protein, higher carb diet is your first step, okay? So second step, on the under eating people. I know I just kind of touched on the under eating part of like, barely getting and this is the people who get less if you're male less than 1500 calories a day um and female less than a thousand calories a day that is not good like that is not good and i can't stress that enough what i just talked about is the hoarding state if you're under eating over a long period of time your body is then shifting that new maintenance calories to that lower calorie level which means your appetite hormones as in your leptin and ghrelin levels will be shook they will then shift to being okay at 1500 calories you are stuffed for a male or if you're at a thousand calories a day you are stuffed and you just not and you just don't have the appetite some people especially a lot of people wake up with if, if they under eat throughout the day they under eat and they wake up 
and they're not hungry, so they don't eat. And then they, then they might grab their coffee. They might grab a tiny little snack or something like that. Guys, caffeine in the morning is an awesome tool, but if you're not hydrated, if you're not eating enough calories, caffeine actually suppresses your your hunger. It makes you way more focused. It's a, it's a stimulant, and stimulants have been known to decrease hunger levels. So understand, guys, that if you're under eating, getting a solid breakfast in the morning is really important. Understanding that in order to change that appetite level, you have to push through an awkward phase. You have to eat even though you're not hungry. And how I explain this to a lot of my clients and how I do it with myself, even when I'm not hungry but I know I haven't ate enough calories for the day, I try to pack in a caloric, like a very calorically dense food. For instance, Pop-Tarts. They're not the best for you. They have a lot of sugar. They're very, very high in carbohydrates, which is actually not a bad thing, but for most people, they think it is. Pop-Tarts are a great example of something you can just eat really quickly and get a lot of calories and a lot of carbs from, okay? So, for instance, as well, peanut butter. If you if you do a protein shake and you struggle getting in a lot of calories, but and you start implementing those protein shakes a day, start adding more calories to the protein shakes. Instead of a 200, 300-calorie protein shake, start doing a five to 800-calorie protein shake. That will give you so much more calories. It'll allow you to drink your calories with packed nutrients rather than eating eating a 400 calorie meal three three times a day and feeling so stuffed okay and ways to increase the shakes like the calories in the shakes yogurt you can throw yogurt in there you uh so non-fat yogurt will add calories peanut butter peanut butter is a great tool so many people usually use the pp fit if they're trying to be healthier but if you're trying to if you're under eating and you need increased calories start finding higher packed ingredients like peanut butter yogurt ice cream stuff that will give you more calories and allow you to get through that awkward phase and not feel so full all the time so liquid calories is a great great tool okay so and and just understanding a plateau you have to get through that awkward phase if you don't go through the awkward phase things will not change okay so this is what if you're someone who really, really struggles with getting through that, through that awkward phase, I would highly recommend finding somebody that you trust or somebody that you look up to in the coaching industry to help you through a reverse diet because it's not easy. Our body is literally stuck in its ways and we will, and our mind will tell you that you're eating more and you're going to get fat. But having someone to guide you along through that process and, and monitoring your weight levels, monitoring your progress photos, monitoring your what you're eating each day will help you so much because it'll ease that stress of, hey, I don't know what I'm doing because 95% of the population has no idea how to do this correctly or will start and then get to the awkward phase and then stop. But yeah, all of this, guys, all of, the, all of what I just said doesn't really matter if you're not focusing on the last topic, which is stress management. For instance, let me paint a picture for you. Say you're someone who wakes up at 5 a.m., does a workout, got five hours of sleep, uh, does a 5 a.m. workout, grabs their their, uh, coffee, goes to work at around 10 o'clock or 12 o'clock, they they eat a small lunch or maybe just a snack, and then they get their work done, they get home around 5, they're absolutely exhausted, they don't, and then they have to cook for, uh, or then they make their dinner, and then by 8 o'clock, they're absolutely freaking destroyed with their energy levels, they're not hungry because their appetite's low, and you look at your calories for the day, and you ate 800 calories. 
that puts stress on your body. Being in a caloric deficit puts stress on your body. It causes your body in that catabolic response of breaking down that stored fat that actually causes the stress to go up. So for instance, the like your catabolic hormones, adrenaline um, and cortisol, I'm gonna, um, those are the only two I'm going to talk about, but cortisol is a catabolic hormone and it breaks down the complex molecules that are in your body. So for instance, triglycerides, aka stored fat, is a complex molecule. So in order to burn stored fat, you have to increase your cortisol levels. So then those cortisol hormones start breaking away the tri- triglycerides, aka stored fat, and allow you to burn fat, aka lose weight. Okay? So yes, putting stress on your body as in put going through a hard workout, causing an inflammatory stress to kick in to allow MPS or muscle, aka muscle protein synthesis to occur for you to build new muscle tissue. That is a good thing. But if you're not managing the stress, as in your perceived stress, your external stress is causing you to not sleep at night. It's causing you to feel anxiety. It's causing you to not feel like yourself. Then the internal stress along with that external stress is going to destroy you. What do I mean by that? Too much stress on the body causes an inflammation in the gut. The gut is our second brain. We absorb all of our nutrients in this in this in our small intestine, which then goes into our bloodstream and then feeds throughout our entire body. So if our stress levels are high, it puts a negative effect on how we absorb our nutrients. What I mean by that is increased stress causes a imbalance or can cause an imbalance in the good and bad levels of bacteria of the microbiome of the small intestine. Okay? So if your stress levels are bad, all of this literally just happens to really destroy your body. And if you're not managing your stress, if you're not sleeping well, sleep, guys, is your circadian rhythm manages your cortisol and catabolic hormones. So over time, we became more stress-free when it comes to, hey, instead of I have to wake up and find food for my family or we die today, or hey, there's lions and crazy vicious animals out in the wild that I'm living near, I have to wake up and survive. Now it's, hey, I got to get to my job at 8 a.m. Or hey, I have a kid that I got to wake up and get to school. Hey, like our stress, like our brain doesn't tell, can't tell the difference between a lion and our work with that we have to be at at 8 a.m. or that deadline that your boss puts on you. So understanding that stress is just a, a, a response in our body through hormones is crucial. So looking at that, if your body, so over time we've adapted to a more comfortable state, but our stress responders are really, really similar. We're, we have that flight or fight response system. So when something sucks in our life or we have to put extra pressure on ourselves or extra focus, those stress goes up and that causes you to increase your adrenaline. It causes you to increase your uh, cortisol levels to get your body through what you're putting it through. Okay. So managing your stress levels, guys, is so, so important. So if you're someone who gets hardly any sleep or really bad quality of sleep, if you're someone who has a really, really stressful job and struggles with finding 30 to an hour, 30 minutes to an hour of working out, exercising, moving your body, stretching, 
If you're someone who has that less of stress on yourself, focus on that before you focus on any type of weight loss, okay? The only other thing I will, I will mention about stress, okay? If you're someone, and I know I've only talked about under eating, someone who needs to recomp their body and everything, but if you're someone who is at a moderate stress, but constantly eats, as in they know they're eating way too much a day, as in they're eating the 2,400, 2,800, 3,000 plus calories on average for the week, I all you need to start doing is increasing your protein intake, decrease your fat intake, start tracking your food or being mindful of portion sizes when it comes to how much dressing you put on your food, how much um, condiments you add, how much oil you use when you cook. All of those mindful, all that mindfulness and being more self-aware of how, how much calories you're eating a day will allow you to get into a caloric deficit. And if you continue to do that over time and average, average less calories than you burn a day, then you will lose weight. So just a quick summary, if you're someone who undereats, focus on increasing your calories and decreasing your stress levels, okay? That will allow you to increase your caloric maintenance, which allow you to eat more food a day, increase your appetite, and allow you to feel like a human who doesn't have to eat less than 1,000 calories a day to maintain. Because if you think that, and if you listen to this whole episode and you still think that eating less calories to a certain extent is the right thing to do, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but again, if you are someone who or if you're someone who's overweight, as in is on the obese side of things and knows they have a bad relationship with stress and food. They eat when they're stressed and they know that they're just eating too much, like they, for for how much they move their body. Increase your daily activity, start increasing your protein every day and decrease your portion sizes. Portion sizes as, as in eat, if you get a pizza, eat half a pizza instead of a full pizza. Decrease the amount of fast food you eat a day. That will allow your gut to become way less inflamed. It'll allow you to absorb the nutrients that you're actually eating instead of just pushing them out or being constipated and uh, actually absorbing poor bacteria back into your body, which can cause even, a, that's just a different rabbit hole that I'll get to eventually. But all of this stuff, guys, if you're overweight, decrease your portion sizes, focus on a protein-based diet, and increase your carbohydrates slowly, okay? I know if you're overweight, calories are one of the most important things you can do. But what this episode is really about, guys, is what to do when you stop seeing results. If, you're, if you stop seeing results, you have to go through that awkward phase again of increasing more calories, put changing up your, your workout routine, increasing your steps, and decreasing stress. Okay, that's the most simple way I can put it. And I really hope this resonated with at least one of you guys because this is stuff that the market does not sell. It's not sexy. The market sells, hey, do this keto diet that will allow you to lose 30 pounds in one month. Yes, that is ketosis is actually great. It's, it's a great tool to create a caloric deficit. But what isn't great about it is it doesn't teach you about how your body actually responds. It doesn't, it doesn't force you to dive in and be fully immersed in what's going on in your gut, what's going on with your metabolism, what's going on with the, all this data, your stress, your focus, your appetite. It doesn't teach you how to maintain those, those results. 
But if you dive into the numbers and start tracking your weight, if you start taking progress photos every week on the same day at the same time, if you start actually diving into the data of weight loss, you will realize that if you're stuck, the only way to change is to go up again and then decrease your calories after a certain period of time. Okay, so I hope this resonated, guys. I hope if if you have any questions, please DM me on Instagram at Austin Bagshaw, um, or you can send me actually a text. My number is 937-403-7669. If you're struggling and really need help, I am so down to help with you. I do free 15-minute discovery calls every week on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and there I just learn more about what your background's like and give you a path to take rather than just give you a meal plan or give you a specific uh, low-carb diet because that's not what I believe in. I believe in finding a solution for the rest of your life rather than doing a quick fix and then having to do it all over again next year. So thanks for listening, guys. It means the most to me that you actually dive into my podcast and listen to what I have to say. I hope you enjoyed this mini-sode, and I hope you look forward to some awesome new guests and podcast episodes that I'm coming out with here soon. If you have any questions, guys, shoot me a message. Thanks again. Wow, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Views from the Sidelines podcast. It means so much to me that you actually take the time out of your day to listen to what I have to say and listen to what my guests have to say. Um, If you could, shoot me a rating. That means so much to me. It helps me grow. It helps me create content there. So thank you guys again for the continuous support and listening to what I have to say. Stay moving, guys.